Hey, you're listening to Sisters Finding Balance, where we talk about growing through what you go through. Every week we'll talk about self-care, positive thinking, developing spiritual and mental health, building healthy relationships, establishing boundaries, and learning to truly love yourself. And I'm your host, Mercedes J. Hey y'all, welcome back. So today we have a special guest. We have Bella Bree. Hi guys. She's the owner of Hair by Bella Bree, Cooking with Friends, Mary Jane's Girls, Intimate Experiences, and so much more. <laughs> yes, a busy woman, but I love it. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. So originally I was well first of all most people don't know I was actually born in Colorado I'm an army baby both of my parents were in the military together um, but I was raised in Detroit where both of them met um, as children and grew up with each other across the street later on I moved to Georgia um, I went to college for a little bit really wasn't my thing um, I've always wanted to be, you know, be my own boss, as most say. Well, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, period. Mm -hmm. um, and I always found things that I was interested in. People always wanted to know information or they wanted to buy it just because I recommended it. So that's how I got into um, Hair by Bella Bree. Because Hair by Bella Bree, not only that is, I loved hair growing up. My mother and them never did my hair. So at the age of five, I've been in the beauty shop. So I, you know, me and Sarita created Hair by Bella Bree and everything else just goes along with my life. So basically anything that I am an entrepreneur in, I love and I do every day. Mm. Well, I can definitely relate to the hair part. I actually grew up in the hair business. My mom had, she owned several salons most of my life and my aunties, cousins, everybody owned hair salons. So I can definitely relate to you being in a beauty business all the time even mm -hmm. though i don't do anything with hair but right i still can relate Related. as far as you know your love for hair and things like right. that okay so today our topic is about social anxiety living and thriving with social anxiety so brie when did you first start to feel as though you may have social anxiety or have you always felt as though you have social anxiety uh, well, first off, I grew up as a only child. So mm -hmm. it's always been just me, my mom, and my grandmother. Um, don't get me wrong, I've always had friends. So I would go around friends, but most of the time I was by myself. So I guess being the only child, realizing, I guess I realized it once. To be honest, once I started, once I was able to drive and my grandmother sent me to the store, I used to be nervous and scared to get out of the car to even go in the store because. Mm -hmm. I was around so many people so like automatically like when I step outside my front door I instantly become shy mm -hmm. and I'm not I'm a social person which is actually crazy because if you follow me on Instagram you would think that I talk a lot in person I'm just a social butterfly mm -hmm. and realistically I'm not but I am on the internet and the reason why is because it's just me and a camera in a room and I get to talk to a lot of people, but I don't have to see the people looking back at me. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's when I noticed it once I was able to drive and I had to start getting up and going out places by myself. Mm. So that actually touched on a question I was going to ask you. Do you think you identify more closely with being an introvert or an extrovert? Being that you struggle with social anxiety, because I know like a lot of people who may have social anxiety, if they're an extrovert, that's a big like 
it's like you want to be social, but your social anxiety is making you nervous. But then the introvert, you know, like they like to be by themselves. So the social anxiety kind of is know. them. I don't know. It's just weird. Them. It's just different. Um, I can really say I can tap into both because when I, when you first meet me, um, I won't really say anything much. But if once we start to um, once we start to talk and things like that then I like loosen up. Then I want to, I want mm -hmm. to be, but it just holds back until I warm up. Mm -hmm. So I feel like me and Brittany are kind of alike because when people first, a lot of people that still know me, they may think that I'm very shy and I'm not. It's just that I don't say much to people I don't know. So once I get to know you, then you'll be like, oh, she's not shy. But off the bat, if you meet me, a lot of people say they think I'm stuck up, I'm mean, or I'm shy. But that's just how I am. I just, I can't just walk up to a person and start a conversation. I got to wait until I done, you know, it's been a few minutes or maybe even an hour or two. We in a social setting and we, you know, get to talking and it just may start. When I start opening up, it's like, you know, like the ice is melting a little bit. I can't just randomly talk to somebody and make a million friends. Same, same. <laughs> so do you think your social anxiety impacts your day-to-day -day life? Absolutely. Um, it holds me back from doing a lot of things. I always get asked to do, um, you know, uh, business speakings. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been asked from colleges to come in. I've been asked all, all type of, um, excuse me, speaking engagements. Um, but I always turn them down unless mm -hmm. we are doing them virtually. And even sometimes virtually, like... I don't know. I've I've missed I've missed quite a few opportunities when it comes to collaborating with some big people mm -hmm. just because it's my social anxiety that's holding me back, but people think that it's me just being, you know, standoffish or, mm -hmm. you know, nonchalant about it. Mm -hmm. So do you, why do you think that you are more able to like connect with people like being online versus in person? Why do you feel more comfortable? Like I said, being you know, online, it's just me here with my camera and I can talk to the world, but I don't have anybody looking back at me. So mm -hmm. I don't have people like right like in my face. I don't mm -hmm. have to be, you know, personal with them just with one on one, basically. Mm -hmm. um, it's just so much easier on social media. And then not only that, nine times out of ten, the people that are following you have somewhat of an interest to you or they can relate to you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my followers, we relate to each other. So it's so good for me when I get on there and I vent about how this happens to me or how I'm having a bad day, then I can have somebody else chime in and say, hey, you know, you're not alone. Like this happens to me. And it just is a big relief. So mm -hmm. it's way better on social media being, you know, mm -hmm. than in person. See, I, maybe I have to get used to talking on the camera like you because I, a lot of times, I get nervous. Like, when I be posting my little videos online, I got to do it 20 times before I can get a perfect one. Because I guess it's just me knowing that somebody's going to view it. Okay. So, that makes me nervous. Okay. Like, you know, if I mess up or if I just seem, like, inauthentic or something like that, I, it makes me nervous. So I do even worse than I probably would have did if I was not nervous. But you know, the good thing about it is when you're at home and you're in your comfort zone, that's why so many people can say they can, they like me or they can relate to me because I get on there without my wig on mm -hmm. or I get on there with my pajamas on because I'm in my own comfortable space. Mm -hmm. So even if you do view it, this is me. Like, you know, if you don't like me, just, you know, like they say, like unfollow you. But it's just like, 
when you're when I'm in my own settings, I'm so comfortable. I'm mm. so chill. I'm so able to just like just be myself really. And honestly, you know, I think I'm more myself online than I am with my friends because I tend to hold myself back from my friends because you know, people can be a little bit more judgmental mm -hmm. when they know you personally mm -hmm. and you know just want to little say little things digs at you, but you know that's yeah, I can't really like be myself all the way. I have different groups of friends. I'm I'm a different person in each group of friends. And that's just how I feel. But I feel when I'm on the internet, that is me. That's the pure me. Mm -hmm. So when did, would you say that your social anxiety is more most prevalent? Uh believe it or not, the airport. Mm -hmm. I it it kicks in full throttle because of First of all, so many people in there, the fast pace of the airport, the going through, getting your ticket, going through TSA, getting on the train, going to the gate, standing in the line, getting on the plane. Then like once I'm finally on the plane, I'm able to breathe. And then once I get off the plane, it's just like, okay, everybody's standing up. They're trying to rush, like hurry up and get off. Like, you know, oh, where do I go? Where's the rental car place? That is the time that my anxiety like really, it goes crazy. Mm. <laughs> See, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't. In the airport, I'm. I just feel like everybody busy doing their own thing. Nobody paying attention to me. That's how I feel. In I feel the like airport. I'm getting ran, ran over though. It's just like everybody's oh. just moving so fast. Mm -hmm. It's just like ah, oh, just like let me breathe. Yeah, I can definitely see how they can be very challenging for someone with social anxiety. My social anxiety is most prevalent actually when I'm recording these podcasts. But believe it or not, it used to be most prevalent back when I used to dance. When I used to have to get on stage. Well, you did already uh, touch on this question was how does social anxiety impact your business or business relationships or even if it has an impact? Yeah, like I said, um, it's been people that's been trying to network with me or collab with me and I haven't I haven't done it in the past. And I miss if I would tell you guys some of the people that I could have worked with, you would be like, girl, you are crazy. Uh, but I missed it because of my social anxiety. Um, but actually, this year has been the first year that I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to collab with any and everybody that God leads me to um, to collab with. And I've already knocked down at least three projects this year of collaborating. And I'm so excited because um, there were black women and I am the, you know, avid cheer advocated cheerleader for black women who are in business yes 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 i'm so honored to be working with them uh so yeah i'm not that it definitely has held me back in that way mm -hmm. what about your personal relationships or friendships do you think that social anxiety has impacted those yeah and you know my friends will be shocked to know but they always say that so a thing about me is i don't go outside after like eight or nine like once it gets dark outside like i'm in the house and like I'm that way because like everything is going on in the world, you know. Mm -hmm. Like it's just so scary with all the crime. It just seems like more stuff happens at night. It's just I don't know. It's just the thing about me. I don't like to go out at night. So my friends tend to think that I'm just not wanting to go out at night because I'm a grandma, or like they like to say. But it's because I don't want to go out at night. I don't want to be social at night because 
it's just a thing. So they, they get mad at me if I don't want to go to the club. If I don't want to go out to eat at nighttime. It's just like, oh, we're not going to ask you because you're not going to go anyway. Mm -hmm. But not realizing that it's a social anxiety thing where being out at night with people at night is just like even more, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like more people come out at night. Like yeah. it's, they're more in groups or whatever. Like it's more people together mm -hmm. versus like, you know, if you and your friends just go out to brunch, it's just y'all, a couple right. people. You go out to dinner at night, it's a million people. If you want to go to say a day party i'm sure it's less people in a day party mm -hmm. than it is if you go to the club and then it's dark outside period like i can't even <laughs> see that good so mm -hmm. like i need to see <laughs> mm -hmm. so have you spoken to any well you have said you spoke to some of your friends or family like as far as your social anxiety and do they feel as that do you feel as though they are supportive in this regard well you know i really don't bring it up to Anybody that doesn't experience it because mm -hmm. they, they just don't get it and they mm -hmm. don't understand it. So I do have a cousin that um, me and him are actually super close um, and he has it. So like when we go through our, you know, we have, I have social, I have that. I have, you know, I go through my periods of time where I'm like in a really bad, deep depression mm -hmm. and he goes through things like that. So I'm able to reach out or lean on him because he can relate. He can, we talk each other through it. It's just like, I don't even think he knows that. I don't even know if he's aware of that we do that with each other, but he's definitely my mm. crush. Yeah, that's good because I definitely don't have one of those people. I usually write. That's like my way of dealing with like my depression okay. or anxiety or social anxiety. I write. And it's kind of, even though it's not talking to nobody, it's kind of like talking to somebody because I go back and reread stuff mm. and I might answer questions I had at the time, things okay. like that. But I don't have anybody that I know of that well i do have family members that have depression but they're they deny it like they got diagnosed and they don't believe Most in do. it so it's like talking to them is like talking to a brick wall but right. as far as friends i don't have any friends that have it and then the ones that just now find out i've been having depression for a long time they're like girl shut up and i'm yeah. you know it they, doesn't suck yeah. when people dismiss it and mm -hmm. that's that's the reason why in the black community that, you know, children are afraid to bring it up. And mm -hmm. then, you know, my biggest fear, you know, with kids, um, with doing at home schooling is it's going to, it's going to cause like depression, sadness, like being in a home with not interacting with other kids, not getting out in the sun, you know, and I hope that parents are paying attention and mm -hmm. that are aware and they can help them if they need to be helped either with them or with either getting a therapist. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is a major factor in our community. Like it does. We need more awareness of all mental illnesses. Like it's so, so many things that happen in our lives that impact those or cause us to have those different mental illnesses. So, yes with the homeschooling and I agree mm -hmm. that because like my son he goes to school but he hates it he's like I want to see my friends and he's the only child I'm working while he going to school so he just sitting in the chair and listen to the to the teacher he hardly he barely listening he just want to talk to his friends he like can I talk in the chat I'm like no you can't so he don't understand he's only yeah. in the second grade he don't understand why he can't talk to his friends he just got to sit there all day and listen to his teacher and then when he gets out of school we may do something but he still want to be around his friends mm. so so i definitely have been very mindful as to whether this has been impacting him mentally or emotionally how does your social anxiety impact you like in social settings like at an event or maybe at a party oh my god to even get me to come to your party is like oh because that's like a huge big step for me so um 
realistically, shout out to Mary Jane because Mary Jane really helps me. And I always tell people, um, that's why I created Mary Jane Girls. It's not because it's for the woman that's about the high. It's for the woman that that needs it for 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 things like me, mm -hmm. like going into parties, being social. It helps me calm my nerves and it just relaxes me a lot. So I'm much better than what I used to be because I inhale me some flowers before I leave my home and I'm good for the rest of the night. So about time I get to the event, I'm still a little floaty, you know, feeling good. I'm able to get to the door. I'm able to speak to everyone. And about time that it kind of like wears off or, you know, mellows out, I'm like, wow, I did it. It wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. So it really has helped um, me a lot in those situations. So yeah, I'm very much so an advocate um, for it when it comes to, you know, things like that of healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I don't inhale flowers. I used to, but I think it's because what I used to inhale was the stuff that made me hungry. <laughs> yes. Everybody has to find their perfect flower for them. It's so many different strands. It's so many different ways of taking it. Even if you don't want to inhale it, you can eat it. Mm -hmm. You can rub it. You can do a CBD. Like, I can go on on and on and just like break it down and explain it to you just for um you know for medical purposes mm -hmm. basically yeah because i definitely want to get more into it because i use liquid courage so okay. i might take a few shots and okay. i, I want to cut i'm not an alcoholic or nothing like that but mm -hmm. i just don't want to have to go to alcohol you know if i want to go to an event or something like that i would rather do that flowers because i feel like it's more natural in my right. body than inhaling alcohol Right, right. So absolutely. I really definitely want to get more into that. Yeah. But I always tell people too, it's plenty of books out here, especially for women. Um, plenty of books out here. Believe it or not, though, you know, I always say flowers are for girls mm -hmm. and don't skip over it. You know, if you're at your ends with and want to just try something new. Mm-hmm. So how have you learned to thrive with your social anxiety? Ooh. I found my way of doing it. Mm -hmm. So I'm still able to thrive on the internet. Mm -hmm. I thrive that way um, more so than I have to get out here hustle and bustle and pass out a flyer or pass out a card. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do it, you know, that way that that makes me have so much, you know, anxiety doing it that way. I'm able to pull out my phone. I'm able to sit in my, in my room. I'm able to mm -hmm. do it that way. So you just have to find your way with it. But in the meantime, between time, don't avoid it. So I try mm -hmm. not to still avoid it. I'm still trying to, um, just like I invited you mm -hmm. to come to the um, sound bowl meditation. That's one of my um, followers. Um, and also a good friend, uh, my good friend, his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, so I do want to go to that. So it's just like, you know, it's all about balance. I know mm -hmm. where I struggle with. I know where I can strive mm -hmm. in, So Okay. So what tips would you give anybody that's dealing with social anxiety? You know, I have not crossed that bridge where I can just like tell you, find your way, find your way first, find what's easier for you another way, and then still work on the way that makes you uncomfortable. Because the way I deal with mine is I'm not even going to lie to you. It's, it's flowers. Flowers really help me with it. Mm -hmm. um, not to even say that I do it every time, but if I'm about to leave my home and it's my nerves are kicking in, I will do it. So I can only suggest flowers and finding a different way of mm -hmm. not having to be so social. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. 
Because I, I can't, well, what I'm doing right now with the podcast, some people like I interview online and some people I've been doing in person. So, but it's kind of like their preference. I kind of leave it at that okay. because I can do, you know, on over the Zoom meeting and that'll be fine with me. Okay. But if the person wants me to do in person, like I have other people like later on down the line who want to do it. I don't even know them personally. So okay. I'm really, really kind of nervous about it. Yeah. Like I just get nervous to write before stuff like that because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I don't know. I just have a million thoughts running my head. So I can definitely relate with trying to, you know, with especially with business, trying to work around your social anxiety and do not to let it overcome you and control how you, you know, conduct business, but also, you know, trying to take that leap out there and, you know, address it. Okay. So, yeah. So thank you, Bree, for being on Sisters Finding Balance podcast. And you're very welcome. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Sisters Finding Balance. Check us out on Instagram at sisters.finding.balance and at sistersfindingbalance.com for more info on growing through what you go through. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. If you like this show, you might want to check out our gratitude journals on Amazon. Thanks for listening and see you next week.